Infant Adoption Guide podcast, episode number two, how to select the right adoption agency for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. This is the podcast about domestic infant adoption, where I give you the tips and resources to guide you on your adoption journey so you can bring home the baby of your dreams. Yes, that's right, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about how to select the right adoption agency for you. I'm going to give you six reasons why you need to choose a good adoption professional, six websites that will help you find a good adoption professional, and then 12 questions you should ask that adoption professional once you find them. You know, once you make the decision to grow your family through domestic adoption, you'll need to find a good adoption agency and a good attorney. You may even want to find more than one to help you on your journey. You know, this could be the most important decision you make during your journey because these are the people that are going to help you day after day, guide you through the process. And there are hundreds of them to choose from. It can take hours to get the information you need to make a good decision for your family. So let's jump right in. Six reasons why you need to choose a good adoption professional and the right one for you and your situation. Number one, the home study. You may have heard about this. This is the play, the time when an adoption agency or social worker comes to you. Uh, you have to get uh, your background information collected, fingerprints done. They come and talk to you about how, what kind of parent you're going to be. And every adoptive couple needs this done before you can have a child placed with you. So that is the number one reason. Number two, support for your birth mothers. This is critical in my opinion. After going through one adoption and now we're in the middle of a match for a second one, I see more and more clearly how important it is for adoption professionals to provide birth mother support. They're in crisis. They're in crisis mode. They need all the counseling and support they can get and it's got to come from your adoption professional. They're the ones that are used to handling these situations. They know how to get birth mothers the right counseling and that's something you should absolutely ask for and demand of your adoption professional. Okay, number three, support for you, the adoptive couple. Everyone has differing levels of needs in their adoption journey, but all of us need different kinds of support. Some of us need hand-holding. Some of us have maybe have done it before, so you don't need as much uh, support, but everybody needs some kind of support, and we need to know how the process works especially if you're adopting intrastate or I'm sorry, interstate. So if you are in one state and your adoptive or your birth family is in another state, you need to know how that whole process is going to work and the right professionals to help you with that. And really that comes down to your agency and you're an attorney because you need to know the laws, the laws about birth mother expenses, what you can and cannot pay for. Um, birth mother gifts, if you want to be able to give her a gift, what you can and cannot pay for. And your adoption attorney can provide all that kind of information to your agency should also, but attorneys have that background and that um, ability to know what the laws are in their specific states. And again, I recommend going to the American Academy of Adoption Attorneys. It's www.american.com adoptionattorneys.org go to that website and you can find an attorney in your state that is an adoption professional okay number four finding and screening birth mothers this takes up most of your waiting time 
after you get your paperwork done, your home study complete, the whole point there is to try to find a match with a birth mother, right? So having someone to talk to potential birth mothers before you do can be priceless. I mean, during our first adoption, my wife and I, uh, the agency that we use does screen birth mothers for us. So they talk to them maybe even several times before we even know that a birth parent is interested in talking to us. So once we get to that point, we get some background information, what those birth parents are looking for, why they uh, want to talk to us, and who they are, where they are, what the situation is. So we can go into the conversation with the birth mother already knowing something about them and just try to establish a relationship at that point. We're not there to screen them ourselves. This is a good way to get scammed, in my opinion, is to to try to do the screening yourselves. You are emotionally involved in this whole process, and it's a lot harder to see through some of the stuff that people are putting out there that will scam you. There's too much at stake here. The emotions, the waiting time, the money. Professionals will do this for you. Some of them will, some of them won't. So you need to find out if they screen, how they screen, how that's going to affect the process for you. Very good questions to ask them. You know, and really when you look at the screening, in my opinion, why would you want to deal with any of this if you don't have to? You can and should let the professionals handle it for you. They don't have the same emotional involvement that you do. They have the experience to know what to look for, how to talk to birth mothers, what to ask them, get the right documentation, proof of pregnancy, all this stuff, so you don't have to go through those and have difficult conversations with the birth parent, by the way. That's one aspect of it that's hardly ever talked about is that was really awkward questions to ask a birth mother is, can you provide proof of pregnancy? If you get somebody to screen for you, those questions are already answered. Those things are already done for you. And all you're doing is trying to establish a relationship with that birth mother and establish a match so you can move forward and get to that uh, birthday and um, bring home that baby. So number five, avoiding adoption scams. This has a lot to do with number four. But really, the scams part of it is a little bit aside from just screening because what they can see is even after you talk to a birth mother, there may be a point where they they see some red flags that say, hey, this could be an adoption scam, and they may jump in and talk to the birth mother themselves to try to avoid adoption fraud. Like it or not, it exists out there. It happens. And even when some professionals get involved, it could still happen. There's no guarantees. But at least they know what they're doing. They've seen it before. They're better equipped and trained to see these situations before you will. And the sixth reason why you need to choose a good adoption professional is for legal help. That's right. You'll have to get help from an adoption attorney for placement for ICPC, which is interstate compact for the placement of children. If you're going to do an adoption that is across state lines. And then of course your finalization, you got to have an attorney there in court to represent you and get complete all that, uh, documentation needed to be presented in court when you finalize about six months after your placement. Some agencies have attorneys on staff, so you don't have to hire one. Uh, In our situation, in my experience, we've had to hire attorneys both times. Um, And that's partly because of the way we've gone through private adoptions. Um, We had to have attorneys involved. Um, But if you need to go get an attorney, 
please, 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 again, go to adoptionattorneys.org. Find a real, true adoption attorney, not one that does adoption as part of a whole plethora of things that they do in their legal services, but one that focuses on adoption for you. They are. They know it. They've done it. They've lived it. They have experience in doing it. That is where to find a good adoption attorney. All right, let's move on to six websites that will help you find an adoption agency or attorney. Number one is adoptionprofessionals.com. That's professionals with an S. This site will help you search by professional types. So you can search by adoption attorneys, by public agencies, private agencies, social workers even. You can search by state. And once you pull up the information, they'll show you what their name is, their contact info, the services they provide, the states they're licensed to work in, and the states that where they can help an adoptive couple. Number two is the Adoptive Families Magazine. If you are have been involved in an adoption at all, this is a really popular magazine that helps you on the journey. They have tons of information on their website. One of that is a, a map of the U.S., where you can click on your state to find an adoption agency or attorney that lives close to where you do. And I'll provide a link for these uh, websites in the show notes. But the Adoptive Families Magazine uh, can be found at AdoptiveFamilies.com. Number three is AdoptionAgencyReviews.com. This site allows you to search for adoption agencies by name and location. They also allow you to compare multiple agencies and another cool feature is they show their the top reviewed agencies. So you can you can sign up for free, add your own reviews, see the reviews that they have. Uh, pretty good information that they got there. Number four is myadoptionagencies.com. They show 478 domestic adoption agencies. This is when I pulled it up last. Anyway, I'm sure they're adding them all the time. But you can search by state, and each listing shows the agency descriptions, the locations, contact info, ratings. So it's a good place to uh, narrow down your search and uh, find what other people have rated that adoption agency that you're looking at. Okay, number five is adoptionagencyratings.com. That's ratings with an S. They list over 1,200 adoption agencies that are rated by adoptive parents, by birth parents, adoptees. And this is can be kind of overwhelming. I mean, you got 1,200 agencies that they are, have on their website alone. That's a lot to try to browse through. Um, if you want to post a review, you can register. But otherwise, you can just view the current ratings without having to register. They list the agencies by zip code, by map location. They list the top 20 agencies that are rated on their website. So some pretty cool information there, but again, a lot to go through um, to try to narrow down which agency you'd like to work with. And number six, the sixth website to help you find, and I've already talked about it a couple of times, so I won't go into it a lot, but it's the American Academy of Adoption Attorneys, adoptionattorneys with an S dot org. All right, let's get into the 12 questions to ask an adoption professional. So once you've figured out how many agencies you want to talk to, how many you want to try to review and narrow down to select the one you want, 
you need to ask some of these questions. Number one, or maybe all of the questions. Number one, how long have you been helping adoptive families? This gets you some insight on how long they've been helping families. may give you some insight on how long they're going to be around to help you. And number two, what states are they licensed to work in? In other words, some of these agencies, facilitators, or, or even attorneys are only licensed to help people in certain states. That's a very important question to ask. You can't If you can't work with them, they're done. They're off your list. Number three, how many infants have you placed in each of the last three years? You want to know how busy they are. If they only place one or two per year, how fast are they going to be able to find you a baby? How fast can they find a birth mother for you if that's all they're placing in a year? So you want to find an adoption professional place I in my opinion at least 20 babies a year you know maybe more um, and especially if they're working with birth mothers nationwide they ought to be able to do this now if you have a local agency and they only place one or two babies per month and that may just be a factor of your population in your area that's okay still you want the numbers on your side if they are placing uh, 10 babies a month and they're working with a hundred couples at any given time, you can kind of figure out how long your wait might be. Which leads into question number four. What is the average wait time to match with a birth mother or place a child? All of adoptive families want to know how long they're going to have to wait. That's when we get into this, that's the very first question we ask. How long is it going to take? You're going to look, you want to look at a time frame that's reasonable and that you can live with. Nobody's going to be able to tell you it, it's going to take you six months or it's going to take eight months because birth mothers choose you and you don't know exactly what they're looking for, exactly what they want in an adoptive family. But the average wait time is somewhere between 12 and 24 months for domestic infant adoption. There's not a whole lot of statistics on it, but I know the adoptive families magazine does periodic surveys of the readers and that's falls right in line with what they've found from their readers that they surveyed. Number five, what is your reclaim rate? In other words, how often do birth mothers change their mind? You can find professionals that have reclaim rates of less than 10%, which means one out of 10, less than one out of 10 birth mothers change their mind. If the adoption professional screening them well, they're helping the birth mothers get counseling, which is very, very important. That reclaim rate's going to be small because these birth mothers are more set on their decision and they're going to follow through on it. So check with them, ask them what their reclaim rate is. Number six, sixth question to ask adoption professional is what are your fees and what are they for? You want to find out what their fees are up front, what you're going to have to pay for up front, when you have to pay any additional fees. And if you can pay for some now, some later, what are they for? Is it for, do you pay some at the match? Do you pay some more at the placement? Are they for advertising fees? Get a breakdown and find out what kind of fee schedule that they have. Very important because it goes, they run the gamut on these adoption agencies on how they want to charge for helping you with a placement. Number seven, how do you find birth mothers? 
This is obviously critical. And to give you the best chance of adopting as soon as possible, of course, they need to do the best birth mother search for you. And it, and it should be in more than one state. Now, some people have a preference to only find a birth mother in their state. And I totally understand that. For us, my wife and I, it really wasn't an option. We're in a low populated state. Uh, that would just increase our wait time exponentially. And I know people that have waited years and years because of that. They find a local adoption agency who only finds birth mothers in our state and it's low populated, you're going to wait longer. That's just the way it is. So in our choice and our decision was to go across state lines to try to minimize the wait, knowing that we're probably going to find a birth mother in another state. So ask their adoption professionals how they find them, what advertising they use, what kind of uh, websites they have, um, where they uh, advertise for birth mothers. Um, those are very important questions to ask because that's going to help them find a birth mother faster. And it'll give you a little more confidence that maybe my wait time would be limited if they can find a birth mother pretty fast. Number eight, what support do you give birth mothers before and after placement? As we talked about in the, at the beginning, support for the birth mother's counseling, those types of things are very essential in helping her through this process. She's in crisis mode. She's making a difficult but incredibly loving decision for their child. They deserve and need support, emotional, medical, financial, etc. They need compassion, personal attention from your adoption professional. You can give it too, but your adoption professional knows uh, and better than you do. And in, in some cases, they can get uh, professional help outside of their agency to help the birth mother. And they have offers broad ranges of support. They need to do that for your birth mother. Be sure to ask them that question. Number nine, have you completed interstate adoptions? This means, are you familiar with ICPC? Are you familiar with laws? Can you help us if we're adopting from any state? You need to work with a professional that has experience in handling the laws and the situations in another state. For instance, our agency that we're working with has worked with several different states all over the U.S. And even in the current situation we're working with right now, they've dealt with birth mothers and adoptive families in that state. So very important to know and for peace of mind for us that they've done that before. They've been there. They've done it. They, they know what the process is. They're not reinventing the wheel. Very important. I ask them how many, actually, as well, how many interstate adoptions they've completed. That's kind of a bonus question to throw in there on number nine, but how many they've done is very important to ask as well, get an get idea for their experience. Number 10, how many adoptive couples are you currently working with? It would be, it would be a red flag if you say that they're working with two, three, four, five hundred couples at a time, and it's three, four, five times the number of birth mothers. I to me, that seems like a red flag because if you're working with four or five, ten times as many adoptive couples as they have been working with birth mothers, you do the math. That's going to extend your wait time. So be sure to ask them and try to give a, get a good ratio. Like, for instance, our agency that we're working with is work with actually more birth mothers than they are adoptive couples. 
because they know birth mothers take time to make their decision. Um, they get to screen them, and some of them will continue with an adoption plan, some of them won't. And so they try to limit the number of adoptive couples they work with so they can get a match quicker. Number 11, can you provide a list of references of former clients? This is important because you want to hear from other families who have gone through that agency before or that lawyer before and what their experience are with them. And you want at least five references and maybe some of them that they're already working with and some of them they have worked with, but don't let them give you a reference from five people that they worked with six, seven, eight years ago. You want to find somebody they, they had just worked with and call them, email them, ask them a bunch of questions about what their experiences are, good and bad, with that agency or an attorney. Number 12, what type of support, education, and preparation is offered to us? They usually offer at least some kind of a, uh, education or informational meetings that kind of show you with the process, how it works by uh, help by them helping you through the process. They can show you, here's how it's going to work with us. Here's the step-by-step process. They ought to be able to do that for you. And they ought to be able to connect you with some kind of local support group if they're not near you or some kind of resource to help you through the process or at least at the minimum be available over the phone or over email to answer any kind of question you have and have a quick, relatively quick response within a day of you contacting them. They should be contacting you back if they can't talk to you immediately. All right, those are the 12 questions to ask an adoption professional. Now, you can download and print out these questions if you go to my website at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 12 questions. You can go print them out and bring them with you or have them with you by the phone when you go and talk to your adoption professionals and you're talking and trying to review them. So quickly, some other tips that you can consider when you're talking to them. Just find out, get a feel for how courteous and how friendly they are when you're talking to them over the phone or how responsive they are. If you call them, do they answer right away or do they have to call you back? And if they do, how long does it take them to call you back? They may be a little indication of how they're going to handle you throughout the process. And did they make you feel like you had to make a decision right away? If you call them and talk to them, are they pressuring you at all? That may be a red flag as well. Also, were they able to answer all your questions to your satisfaction? They really should be asking you, is there anything else I can help you with? Or is there any other questions that you need answered? That's the kind of person you want to deal with in your adoption agency or your adoption professional. If you don't get that satisfaction or that good feeling, I suggest move on to the next one. There's just too many adoption agencies out there that are friendly and helpful and courteous to you. I also have a set of three blog posts that I wrote about these questions in more detail and with links. And you can find them at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash questions for adoption professional. And each one will lead you to the next. So you can start with one, go to two, and go to three and find out more information about that. One more thing I wanted to add about selecting an adoption agency. I really agree with Dawn Davenport. She's from creatingafamily.org. She says selecting an adoption agency should be a three-step process. Number one, do an online search to narrow down choices to those you can interview. 
Then number two is narrow down your choices even more by actually interviewing the agencies, talking to those that are there and in the know of what their agency can do for you. And number three is perform an extensive background check on two to three agencies, which means looking into reviews and ratings, talking to each other, finding somebody that has dealt with them before, used them before, and had some pleasant experience and maybe even a negative experience, and you'll know what to who not to go with. But it really is that that simple of a three-step process, although each one of those steps takes take can take some time to go through. But I really agree with Dawn uh, and her three-step process in there, and that'll be in the show notes here if you uh, wanted to take a look at those again. One last thing about adoption agencies and selecting them is I have a blog post that talks about which adoption agencies, actually three that I found that have little or no upfront fees. So if you'd like to check that out, I'll have that link in the show notes as well to that blog post. It's been a pretty popular blog post for me because let's face it, finances is a big part of the whole adoption process. So if you can find somebody that will help you with little or no upfront fees that really will get you started on the right foot. Well, that about wraps up this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. I want to know what you think. What do you think about how to select the right adoption agency? Have you been through the process or have you started on it? And what kind of tips and tricks do you have to find the right kind of people to work for you and with you to help you bring home that baby of your dreams. You can either leave me an email at tim at infantadoptionguide.com or you can get online at infantadoptionguide.com and look at the show notes for episode number two and leave a comment there for us. Uh, I would love to hear from you and I'm sure others would too to see your tips and tricks on finding the right adoption agency. Well, I hope you all enjoyed this episode i certainly did putting it together for you and i look forward to many many more episodes for you and we will we'll be back soon and i appreciate you listening thanks bye-bye